Welcome back to Bleacher Brawls, the home of the greatest rivalry in professional sports. We have a great episode coming at you in a few, but first we have to tell you about all of the places you can find us. BleacherBrawls.com is the home for our Yankees and Red Sox columns, football, basketball, soccer content, as well as movie reviews, quizzes, and plenty of trash talk. Our YouTube channel has a few videos a week with picks, predictions, our prospect pipeline series, and more. Our main social media hub is Twitter, at Bleacher Brawl, where you can give us any feedback, ask us any questions, follow us to be the first to hear about our latest content. This podcast is available on your listening app of choice, and when you finish listening to today's super exciting episode, you'll want to drop us a five-star review. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to Bleacher Brawls. It's the A-Team, your favorites. It's Kasim, it's Joey, it's me, it's Barnes. What's happening? Uh, we've got a pretty good episode tonight. We're gonna. It's a lot of open discussion, as it always is here on the on the uh, casual show. You know, we're not the uh, suit and ties over on the Sunday night, Monday morning, fellas. Chest um, hair is out, guys. Chest hair is out. For this chest show. hair is out, <laughs> as Joey flaunts his one chest hair. Um, but... First, we'll just go around the horn. We'll go. We'll do our first pitch. See how checking on everyone. See how everyone's doing today. Uh, Joey, what's going on, man? I had a uh, great St. Patrick's Day weekend. Just ex. I mean, I, I did figure out I wasn't Irish this weekend. Uh, That's all right. But uh, and I also took my friends to Casim will appreciate this to a Syrian restaurant. Nice. I ordered their food for them. They got a little kusa. You know, they, they, they enjoyed it very much. They were like, well, I, I want to he- eat here every week, they said. And I was like, well, that's, that's what we do. Uh, I've actually really never cool. had Syrian food. You like Kusa, Joey? I like Kusa, yeah. I like Kusa. I like most of the stuff. I just you don't eat you know saying You know the saying in Arabic for Kusa, right? No, no, no. What's the saying? You'll never know what it is until you get married. <laughs> it looks. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're we're the A team, right? right? And we have Kasim, who's who's spilling, you know, a lot of tea, so much gossip. We're gonna have to start calling him Mister T. No, <laughs> he pities the fool. He pities the fool. He does, and that's why he's here. That's why he's on the A team, and that's why he's a Yankees fan because we ain't fools here. You got it. But uh, Joey, real quick. Um, I've never had and Kasim too. I've never had Syrian food before. I, I mean, what if I were to stumble upon a a restaurant? What what would be something that you recommend? Kasim, you 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 go first. Yeah. Um, you said you live in Jersey, right? Yeah. You gotta have some Mediterranean food there. Uh, Middle Eastern uh, chicken shawarma is good. Oh, okay. Uh, I, you, I, I, I feel like I've had chicken shawarma before, but what was that? Fatouche. Oh, fatouche, fatouche, yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a salad, but it's delicious. Okay, okay. What what what's in that? Like, what's the what's the base? I suppose, obviously, lettuce, like... lettuce, tomatoes. Um, you know, like um, the bread, they kind of burn it, and they put around it. It tastes good, man. Hell like yeah! Some restaurants, here. some restaurants where I'm from, and here in Michigan, uh huh. There's only a couple of restaurants like I love their fatouche. Besides my mom, it just has that nice feel. Especially during Ramadan, we eat fatouche every day. We love it. it so here's different. 
Here you go. Bleacher Brawl. Try, try, try Middle Eastern food, chicken shawarma. There's uh, grape leaves. If you want to do a lamb shack. Lamb Ooh. shack is good. There's. I'm there. You said lamb. I'm there. I love yeah, lamb. I'm a big lamb guy. There's a, I'm a lamb guy, too. Especially during the summer, we love to barbecue. But it's it's anytime you go to a Middle Eastern restaurant, try chicken shawarma. Try uh, grape leaves. Could be if you like raw meat. Give yeah. Naya. Naya. There we go. All right. So here you go. Bleacher Brawl is the home of food takes. If you need some food suggestions, hit us up. But uh, kicking it over to Kasim. Kasim, what's going on over in your world? Uh, my world. Uh, that's what I forgot to ask you, Barnes, man. How long this teeth thing goes, man? He's crying to the moon. It, it goes on <laughs> until they get teeth. Uh, <laughs> it's like he makes me want to bite my teeth, man. Yeah. So, no, but everything, everything is cool, man. We're just uh, Ramadan starting in two days, so we're just getting, we're we're preparing. Awesome! It, yeah. It's it's gonna be. But hey, Bleacher Brawl is also the home of parenting tips. Yeah, parenting tips. So, uh, hey, if you're listening and you're not a parent yet, and you have a a question for us, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, you can find us everywhere in in the uh, description below. Um, for me, uh, my dog. Uh, my puppy actually like pooped all over my little office area where I'm recording. And I had right some carpet. I, I had carpet in here and Ooh. now I no longer have carpet in here. I have hardwood floors. You can kind of see them. Uh, I'm still in the process of cleaning all that up, but uh, I was like, Oh dude, I, it was the kind of poop that you can't really clean up. It wasn't a solid log, if you know what I mean. And I'm like, well, all right, now's the, Here's my new project. So that's what I did over the last couple of days. But now we're here. We're talking baseball and all is well in the world. Uh, during this recording, uh, the World Baseball Classic final between Team USA and Team Japan is actually taking place. And who knows? Uh, as of right now, it's the bottom of the third. Japan is in the lead with two to one. And we'll check in, see where we're at at the end of this episode. Um, but kind of touching upon the World Baseball Classic. Joey, um, first thing, first things first, I'm going to let you have your little rant, your little Joey's woes rant about the World Baseball Classic and how you're ultimately feeling. I know on Twitter, you've been kind of vocal about how it's not that important to majority of baseball fans, as you've said before. So here you go, Joey, take it away. The floor is yours. Yeah, the WBC is a Interesting, peculiar distraction for those starved for baseball. And it, of course, has some value. But it when I see people comparing the importance of this game to the World Series, it really bothers me. Uh, most Americans do not care about the WBC. Um, Americans for over 100 years have been following their local baseball teams and living and dying with them. And, it, and I think it bothers a lot of people when they're told that this is somehow more important than that. And also a lot of these players, you know, going in to volunteer for this tournament when they're on playoff teams really, really bothers me. Uh, I proposed as my solution for this sort of thing that the WC, WBC be played on off days during the playoffs of the uh, MLB season and that, players from teams who want to number one risk getting hurt going into free agency because i hate to tell you they don't want to do that and uh but yeah so you have that and then number two you have players coming from teams that aren't making the playoffs 
right? So it would keep the, you know, like, so obviously there's, there's guys going to play in the world series and pennant and all that. And the guys that don't, they can go play in the WBC. They're playing roughly the same amount of games if they'd like to. And I think that's a good solution, but that will never happen. And instead what we're going to have is every year, well, not every year, but every time there's a tournament, it's going to happen in spring training. And it's going to be these guys with guaranteed contracts who would never do this if we were like the NFL and didn't have guaranteed contracts. But they go with their guaranteed contracts, they play, and risk their whole season. And for someone like Edwin Diaz to go when he's on a team that has the highest payroll ever in baseball history and he's the star-studded closer who just got a new, you know, I think pretty record-breaking contract for a closer to go, risk his body and play, and then hurt himself celebrating heard himself showboating what an apropos what an apropos resolution to that whole thing he didn't get hurt pitching he didn't get hurt you know running stealing a base he got hurt celebrating in a game for a team that he's not even being paid by and for the majority of fans of baseball don't care about uh the wbc is of course big in japan it's going to be big in the dr it's but the highest level of baseball right now is being played in the United States and the MLB. And while team Japan and the team United States could probably be pretty good. I mean, are both obviously like high level teams. And I think team Japan, if it were a team in the MLB would perform very well, the rest of the teams in that, in that uh, tournament really don't except maybe the DR. And that's, and that's, and that's the problem. I think we need to pay attention and remember that, MLB is our league. We're, we're MLB baseball fans. And now a lot of players have been incorrectly ramped up for their season and will not be able to go to their teams, many of which are seeking playoff appearances, and say that, hey, I've prepared best for this 162-game season. This is what I do. They won't be able to say that because instead they have gone, uh, left the reservation, left their training camp to play for a tertiary tournament so <laughs> that's a that's a lot going on there and joey's i think what i'm hearing from joey is that he doesn't give a crap about it most of the people he knows don't give a crap about it i mean and i think you hit the nail on the head with one of your first sentences is that's a really really good distraction and i know like kind of like in this offseason casim and i were like chomping at the bits to get to this world baseball classic i know Cassim for sure not uh, not even really me i think i was kind of just ready to see some baseball being played mm -hmm. but i think Cassim, i'll allow you to like give like give your opinion on what joey just said because yeah i think for a period of time we were like yes we're gonna see like real games but then it was like uh, i'm not really interested i mean it, it's been fun i won't lie to you i mean you can't how can i say this i'm not going against julian what he's saying do i believe it should play it be played at a different time yeah i do I don't think it should be played before spring during spring training when you're trying to ramp up for the season. I think David Ortiz was talking about it, why he said Dominican lost, that they should have been playing in another month. You don't tell them to play in March, but uh, you can't take away players if they want to represent the country. It, it means a lot to them. You know, just like, for instance, say, you know, the World Cup, it means everything to everybody every four years. And with these guys, every four years playing in the World Baseball Classic, it means a lot. It's the world to them. Whether, you know, you play on a professional team or not, uh, teams like Japan, Dominican, Cuba, Venezuela, you know, they take very, like, big pride in what they're doing, especially, you know, if you look at Japan, it's 
It's, it's, just, it's their livelihood. They, this is their championship. You could even ask Shohei. Shohei will probably tell you, this is, this is my championship. I want to win it. You can't take away you know, if they want to represent their country. Any, any player, yes. Injuries did happen. El Tuve got hurt, broken thumb. Edwin Diaz off a celebration, which he really didn't do nothing, just jumped around and then boom, just happened. Freak accident. I mean, that that's the risk you take. Yeah, it sucks. If you look at it from a baseball fan like us, you know, all over, yeah, you don't want to see your players get hurt. That is true. At the same time, yeah, that's a risk. But I'm not going to put injuries at fault because somebody wants to represent the country. I mean, that's just me. That's me. That's just me. I was happy to watch WBC because, to be honest with you, it's been exciting. And look, I'm finally watching baseball. I just want to get in that groove. But uh, yeah, the injuries suck, man. I mean, Altuve, I don't care how much people hate him. I felt bad for him. I felt bad for Diaz. And now uh, somebody else got hurt, I think. Uh, it, it sucks. But I love what Randy Rosarino was doing yesterday. The way Trey Turner's been playing, uh, this WBC lights out, you know, I, you know, you, you can't take that away. That's the honest truth. Yeah, I think it's definitely, I, I want to say I'm in the same camp. I, I do think that players should be allowed to choose to play in it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's a big honor to represent your country, especially in something like this, you know, Olympics, you know, World Cup, anything that's literally about the world. And mm-hmm. I think where my stance is also, kind of in regards to Joey, is I think with the World Cup in soccer, there are people who don't give a crap about soccer at all. And then the World Cup comes on and they're like, dude, I'm fired up. With the I'm one of those people. <laughs> With the with the World Baseball Classic, I think the only people who care about it are people who already like baseball. Like I'm not, I I don't know anyone at my place of work who's like, oh yeah, I'm really into this. But you know, if they if they're into it, it's because they're a fan of baseball or a baseball team. It's not just freaking Mary Sue, whoever is like, oh wow, like the I'm really fired up about it. That's like, just not what it is, and that's kind of how I feel too. It kind of stinks, you know. The injury stinks. And I know as Yankee fans, especially seeing, you know, Edwin Diaz, who signs this huge monster contract, Aaron Judge, you know, and like even even seeing people like on Twitter, you know, people were like, oh, how come Aaron Judge isn't in it? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, this is great. And I think one of the Aaron Judge in an interview with Fox Sports, and this is the one thing where I truly respected the man, especially after being named the captain of the Yankees. He goes, it would be an honor to represent my country and play in that. But my main goal is what I can do here in New York and what I can do to bring a championship back here. I think especially after signing a nine-year contract, for me, priorities are New York. Maybe four years down the road, I can make the team and and get an opportunity to play. But right now, my focus is here. And I think that's the type of thing that you want to hear from your flagship guy. So, you know, Joey, you know, Rafael Devers gets that monster contract. And, you know, very metaphorically, you're wiping your nose. You're like, ugh. <laughs> Rafael Devers goes to the World Baseball Classic, and he's, he stunk it up. Like, how does that, how does that feel for you and Red Sox Nation? Oh, yeah, Barnes. It really grinds my gears. My gears. <laughs> it really grinds my gears to see Rafael Devers going to the World Baseball Classic number one. And then to see him slump number two is really bothersome. Um, 
And like I said, I think he's going to slump in the regular season. Uh, he didn't end last season particularly well at all. And he looked pretty bad in the World Baseball Classic. And, uh, you know, makes me think, hey, not only is he taking the risk of injury, which he didn't get, which is good. He's not ramping up correctly. He's, you know, not meeting with the hitting coach every day. He's waiting to do something else. You know, he's trying to hit a home run every pitch, basically, is what he was doing in the WBC. And that's not the correct type of play to be prepared for 162-game MLB season. Uh, I saw actually Smoltz, John Smoltz, good guy, good, good pitcher, was talking about Merrill Kelly and his performance in the WBC. And he was saying that Merrill Kelly is doing something unusual for someone ramping up in the season because he's, of course, trying to win all of these games. He's not using his stuff in the same way he would be usually in spring training. He's not testing out pitches. He's not trying to get a feel for his curveball because if your curveball isn't working, then you can't use it because you're in competitive play. Unlike spring training, well, if your curveball isn't working, well, you keep throwing it and see if you get a feel for it. You develop your pitches. So it's a major thing for pitchers because – Pitchers, as we know, are uh, the finicky divas of baseball. And, you know, if, you know, Wakefield used to literally, you know, uh, file his nails or else could throw a good knuckleball. So these pitchers aren't ramping up in the way which they should be. And they're not developing their pitches. They're not getting a feel for the ball in the same way. They're, they're trying to pitch like it's October when it's March. And that's going to have a really bad reflection on them when they start making their first starts uh in april i mean we are not that far away from opening day what's what's the date it's the 21st one week one week week. these guys are going to be ready in a week i don't think so yeah and for just for reference you know on uh on twitter at jds bostonian that's where you can find joey uh he tweeted out i predict a lot of these guys coming back from the wbc will start in slumps uh cast what do what do you think about that statement yeah, I mean, I mean, it could happen. Some, I mean, I mean, even without the WBC, people still go into slumps. It's April. A lot of people go into slumps, especially, how can I say, um, the international players, people from Cuba, Dominican, Venezuelan, because they can't handle the, even though they've been playing baseball for a long time and with the teams, still just, it's cold. <laughs> it's cold. That's why. That's why people hate the month of April. That's why I always said, if you want to cut the season, you could cut April out because it's freezing. But, uh, I mean, slumps, it can go either way, to be honest. I don't think WBC has anything to do with it. Yeah, that's I, truth. I, I, I think where Joey's coming from. So the Yankees, mm-hmm. we only have one player in the WBC, Kyle Higashioka, and obviously he blows. But yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> <It does. laughs> we got our other two out healthy, Glaber yeah. and Jonathan Loisega. Exactly. So, but you know, I, uh, real quick, I'm gonna talk Red Sox real fast in the WBC. So I'll let Joey and then you handle this while I pull up uh, something else. Is Rafael Devers WBC? As we just said, like really stunk it up. He was two for sixteen and he struck out four times. However, on the flip side. Yoshida-san, <laughs> Masataka Yoshida, um, is good. Before before the game, before tonight's game, uh, six for nineteen, two home runs, thirteen RBIs, 
you know, last week Joey was like, oh, yeah, he's good. It's better than obviously seeing them stink, but he's he's kind of lighting the lighting the world on fire right now. So it's like, hey, maybe Devers might stink in April, but Yoshida will kind of carry the load. How do you how do you how do you feel about that? And, you know, the start to the season, Joey. Well, that's a lot of pressure to put a guy making his debut in a new country on. But certainly Yoshida's performance looks very good. And I know, of course, the WBC is going to affect different guys different ways, um, especially since Japan takes their international place so seriously. I imagine Yoshida has been prepared for this for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Devers, I think, will start the season in a slump. I, I, I don't see him getting out of whatever he was in in a week. And people aren't going to complain. Or they will, but the neurotic... Not neurotic. I don't want to say neurotic, but Derek, you know, and others will will, you know, make other excuses for him rather than saying that he should have just stuck with the team during spring training and prepared for the season. And to give Aaron Judge credit, to give Aaron Judge a lot of credit, Aaron Judge made the right decision. He got his big contract. Raphael Devers didn't. Right. I love Devers, but that should have never happened. He shouldn't have done that after signing a huge three hundred million dollar plus guaranteed contract and what i foresee is a lot of these guys coming in and just not being quite right this is something that hasn't really happened in a long time and team america usually doesn't have a ton of american players on it i i just i just don't think it's gonna it's gonna be good for a lot of these guys not to have their usual time to ramp up it's like a morning routine right Cassin wakes up in the morning right he puts on his he puts on his face mask, right? He, he, he combs his hair. Yeah, yeah, I comb my hair with it. He's ready for the day. Yeah. Well, if Kasim can't do that, can you expect him to start off his day exactly like he would have if he was able to prepare for it? No. Yeah, I totally see the point there and the validity. It it's just interesting, you know. And now kicking it back over towards the Yankee side is, you know, Kyle Higashioka has literally done nothing. He hasn't played. Um, Glaber Torres, you know, he he's also like Devers stunk it up. He, you yeah. know, freaking what one for ten, and then Loizaga got blasted in in uh, his two innings. Sure did. So it's, and I mean, we're definitely going to be counting on Glaber Torres to get back in the swing of things, literally find his swing. I mean, granted, we'll maybe we'll touch on it a little bit later, but you know, the Yankees infield right now at spring training has been great. Volpe, Peraza, you know, those guys have been great up the middle. Even DJ LeMahieu, who's going to see some time at second, have been great. So maybe they can buy some time for Glaber to get there. And Lawizga, a guy who when he's on, he's great. And maybe hopefully the Yankees bullpen right now can give him some time to find his stride. I, I don't know. Are, are you worried about those two guys at all? Or I uh, no, I'm I'm not. I'm not worried at all. Uh, I've seen them get off the slow starts before and then they heat up. So no, I'm just glad they got out healthy. You know, nothing more. Uh they'll work they'll work their way back. Uh, like I said, I think Glaber's in for a big year this year. I really believe it. Uh, the way the infield's looking, I think we've got some good news on the Yankee front. So we're playing shortstop. 
So it actually might happen. Exactly. So it might happen. Uh, I guess that'll kind of just segue us right into our next little thing. Awesome. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna call this uh, trust your gut. Uh, what's gonna happen is I, the host, am going to read off a player name. I'm gonna give these guys like 10, 15 seconds to think of a one word response about how they think of that player. Um, both from both perspectives, the Yankees fan side and the Red Sox fan side about the same player. Um, so, you know, actually, you know what, since we're kind of teasing, Kasim just teased it a little bit. Let's start there. Let's start with Anthony Volpe. So you guys got 10 to 15 seconds to really think about it. As you're thinking about it, I'm just going to shamelessly plug bleacherbrawls.com. Make sure you guys check us out there. Uh, we got excellent columns that go up every week, you know, from baseball to XFL. You know, we got random things that up there. We got baseball things up there. We actually have a, a column that Luke wrote about his starting nine of presidents. I know Joey has some takes and opinion on top presidents that we'll let him get to it later. But anyway. Anthony Volpe. I'll start on the with the Yankee fan. One word response: Anthony Volpe. Cassim. Starting shortstop. You, <laughs> I think <laughs> opening day, but yeah, Cassim. Yep. That's like more than one word, but yeah. Uh, Joey, your one word response on Anthony Volpe. Hot. Hot. <laughs> so Cassim. No, 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 no. Not like, not like. I'm <laughs> sure. sure. I mean, like. He's hot. He's hot. He's he's hot right now. Uh, hey, Taylor, if you're listening, I know you're part of the crew. Um, let Joey know how hot you think Anthony Volpe is. But Kasim, <laughs> opening day, or as I've been saying, Volpening day. Uh, you know what? What should you know? What makes you think that he's going to be the opening day shorting, or maybe not opening day, but starting shortstop over the end of the. 2023 uh, he showed it man defensively offensively has a good glove he can hit uh he has speed he's been he's been doing it this spring training i've been keeping an eye i've been keeping my eye close on him just to see you know what he's all about uh, he's the real deal sounds yeah. like a hypocrite but god dang it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just saying the truth uh yeah it looks like he's the real deal i'm just i'm hoping cashman makes the right decision yeah, I'm, I I hope so too. You know, he, as Joey said, he's he's hot right now. He's on fire, and you know, kind of to touch on that real quick. But um, over spring training, hit just over 300 batting average, five doubles, five stolen bases, which I think is going to be a huge element. You know, I think for the Yankees in 2023, just getting some speed on the bases, especially if you get Volpe up there. I'm not going to say he's going to become a leadoff or or the number two hole guy right away. Maybe he hits in the eight or nine spot, and he like throughout the course of the game, he eventually becomes a leadoff hitter at some point in an inning, and I think that's going to be huge for the New York Yankees. Um, you know, my my one word response for Volpe was May because I think he'll be on the I think he'll have the starting jobs at some point in May. You know, I don't I think it'll I don't it could be April. I don't want to be the guy to say April, but May I I think for sure you see him cracking the everyday lineup. We're on that same page, Barnes. We're on that same page. I said May too, May or June, but I don't know. Rumors are circling around. They're saying like Aaron Boone's pound under the table to put him in an opening day shortstop. All right. So 
the the next name is going to be Chris Sale. Once again, I'll give you guys 10 to 15 seconds here uh, during this shameless 10 to 15 second break. I'm going to plug Joey. Uh, make sure you give Joey a follow on, on Twitter at JDS Bostonian. He's always got some great things to say about baseball. He's got great things to say about politics. So give Joey a follow. Anyway, Chris Sale, uh, one word response. Joey, you're up first. Wanted. Wanted. Oh, that's interesting. Cassim, one word on Chris Sale. Oh, boy. That's two words. I'm just I'm messing with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not used to the one-word stunt, but I'll say comeback player. Comeback. All right. So You could have just said comeback. I know. You could have just said <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry, I've been out of school, Joey, for a long time. <laughs> anyway, um, and my word is shadow. But uh, Joey, I'll let you go first. And your word was wanted. So let's let's hear it. Uh, the first two words I've done are hot and wanted. What, 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 did, I, what did I mean by that? Oh, my days. <laughs> Get Joey out of here. Joey, but, you're kicked uh, off the show. But, uh, wanted, yeah. We really want him to be good, man. Everyone just wants him to be good. He wants to be good. Everyone just wants it to work. But sometimes things don't work out. But hopefully this works out. We really want Chris Sale to be the ace of this staff. Kasim, come back. Let's hear it. Yeah, Sale, uh, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him real good. Uh, I want him to do well so he can be traded at the deadline. That's going. So teams can line up for him. So teams can line up for him. I know he hasn't pitched in a while, but uh, if he's back to form, teams are going to be knocking at the door for the Red Sox to try to trade from at the deadline. Yeah, and uh, my word was shadow. You know, in in this spring, he's had like a mixed bag of starts. You know, overall in the spring training, you know, he had ten innings. You know, he allowed twelve hits, six uh, six runs, and nine strikeouts, and. You know, he had a couple seasons where he had, and I think he's a shadow of him of his old self. Like he, 2017, 18, and 19, he had basically either double or close to double the amount of strikeouts than hits allowed. Like the, they don't he chase was, the anymore. They, they just don't chase the slider anymore. I, and it's like I think that was such a huge part of his game, and I think you know. Uh, what is it? 2018. He allowed 102 hits. He struck out 237 guys. That's disgusting, you know. And then 2019, he had 123 hits allowed and 218 strikeouts. You know, just a little bit less than double. You know, not too far off, like 30, like 30 less strikeouts than double. So, you know, I I think he's just a shadow of his old self. And I, you know, like Joey said, I think Red Sox Nation wants him to be the ace. They want him to be good and. You know, we'll just kind of have to see. So next player, next player is uh, Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres, I need you guys to come up with a one-word response on Glaber Torres. Uh, and then during this little uh, break, I'm going to plug Kasim. Make sure you give Kasim a follow on Twitter at kkamine33, K-C-A-M-I-N-E-33. Make sure you give him a a follow. He's got always got great things to talk about. Buffalo Bills, New York Yankees, sports in generals. You know, he he also loves basketball. So make sure you give him a follow. Um, one word on Glaber Torres, Casim. Fire. Fire. 
Oof. All right. Joey, one word on Glaber Torres. Okay. <laughs> and then uh my one word, I, I, was, I was I've been thinking about it and I think my one word is outskirts. You know, so Cassim, I'll let you go first here on uh, Glaber Torres and fire. I think he's going to have an amazing year. That's why. That's what I mean by fire. I think you're going to see the numbers of 2019. I think that's the Glaber Torres we're getting. And that's what I meant by fire. I think he's going to put up big numbers, home runs, RBIs. Uh, you're going to see good defense from him. He's going to be a big key piece and hopefully – or run to the World Series and hopefully win a championship. He'll be that piece. Uh, so real quick, and before I move over to Joey real quick, I just want to expand. Want you to expand on something real quick. Is I feel like Glaber Torres in 2022 like bounced all over the lineup. Like He was in the one spot. He was in the two spot. He was batting third, fourth. Like He hit like almost everywhere that wasn't eighth or ninth in the lineup at some point during 2022. If he's going to have this 20, like as you're predicting, a 2019 season or type season, where do you really see him fitting in in the lineup? You know, obviously Judge is probably going to hit second or third, you know, and then you kind of got to put the pieces around him. You know, where do you envision Glaber Torres? Yeah, I know that's uh, that's hard to predict for right now because we don't know what our lineup's going to be. But I was saying the I was saying the five hole or the six hole. That's yeah. what I believe. Yeah, I'm hoping he hits in the five hole behind like Stanton. I'm assuming Stanton's going to be there, but you know he, he could get pu- pushed down if they move Rizzo up at some point to kind of break up the righties. So I, that's where I think he fits in the six hole. But and you know I think those 2019 numbers might be hard to get if he's hit, hitting sixth, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, Joey, your word was okay. Expand upon that. Yeah, he's a good player. I think he'll hit probably 20, 25 bombs and hit about 250. Uh, I think if Cassim thinks he's going to hit 38 home runs, I think that's what he hit in 2019. All right, it's it's not it's not, not going to happen. Uh, he's a good player, serviceable player to have, maybe even above average, but uh, it's not – doesn't get me excited. Not going to be the reason why the Yankees win the championship this year. Well, they're not going to win the championship, but if they did, he wouldn't be the reason. Okay, okay, easy there, easy there. Muchacho. Um and El Ombre. You call me El Ombre. El Ombre. I what's the what's the word for sidekick in Espanol? Yeah, look at look it up for me. Um if you're on Twitter, you know, you're listening, shoot me a message at Barnes BBS. Uh let me know what sidekick means. Um my word was outskirts. You know, we, we kind of literally just talked about it and the infield, middle infield for the Yankees, Peraza, Volpe has been really they've been showing out in spring training you know Peraza started picking up he started spring training like pretty poorly at the plate but he started picking it up near the end he's he's feeling good he's feeling ready to play and it's one of those things where hey if those two guys who are both under the age of what how old is Oswald Peraza um he can't be much older than Joey um but if those guys uh, Oswald Peraza is 22. Anthony Volpe is what 21. Um, if, if you know, I feel like Glaber's on the out. Like he could get traded at some point. You know, I'm not. I don't think so. I don't want him to. It's just 
hey, Ant, you know, Gleyber Torres is 25 or 26. One of these three guys can't be on start, can't be starting. You know, that's just the way it works. And I, and like, unless you completely transition one of those guys to third base. So I, and I have a feeling, you know, Cashman doing Cashman things is, hey, maybe we wind up trading Glaber Torres away for a bunch of prospects and maybe it blows up in our face. But I, I just have this gut feeling that Glaber could be on the outskirts. That's true. <clears throat> they even, uh, a lot of people have been mentioned that because he's like, I think, two years away from free agency. Or Something like that. Yeah, so they said he might be on the outside. So they haven't. He even talked about it, Glaber Torres. They haven't approached him for a contract extension. Uh, you know, you know, um, Barnes, you're right. Uh, outskirts. Yeah, it, it's he's tough. on the outside looking in, but I know he's part of the team this year. After that, I don't know. Yeah. So they're praying that he does well. Maybe he does well. But yeah, his value goes up, and and get some good for him. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want him to leave. I don't. I, me either. I I really like Gleyber Torres. So yeah. hopefully he sticks around. Hopefully he performs well this year and we have a reason to keep him. Um, so here we go. Next player up is uh, a guy who I really didn't think I'd be mentioning tonight on tonight's show. But I'm going to go with Tanner Houck, Red Sox pitcher. So give you guys 10, 15 seconds to really think, get your gut instinct on this. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you check out our YouTube page. Uh, we've always got a, a ton of like great Great videos that are going up. We are almost done with our um, team profile series. We did a little team profile on all the all 30 teams going into opening day. So, Joey, Tanner Houck, gut response, one word. Undervalued. Undervalued. Cassim, uh, Tanner Houck. Confused. Confused. All right. Yeah, and, and my word was displaced. You know, I think we're all kind of thinking the same – along the same lines, but I'll let Joey uh, take the reins here on uh, Tanner Houck. Undervalued. Houck was an excellent pitcher at times during last season and the season before, and his role was deeply confused, and he was thrown as the closer. Is he going to be long relief? He has performed well when a starter. Now, he can't make it through the lineup three times. That's something they've talked about. But when he is pitching, he can go five or six innings, and he can be excellent. And I think he pitched to, like, I mean, I don't want to be quoted on this, but somewhere in the threes or a high twos ERA. Uh, he's a good pitcher. I don't understand why people just pencil him out of the rotation, especially since he, compared to most of the other rotation, is a picture of health he is the fountain of youth compared to a lot of those guys in the rotation like former yankee you know paxton and others so yeah i just just undervalued it's he's seen as a long reliever when he really is starting pitcher quality i mean he some people used to say maybe they still see it that he was chris christopher sale from the right side you know so mirror image Cassim confused. Tanner Houck, let's hear it. No, the reason why I said I'm confused confused because I don't know if they're gonna use him as a starter or a reliever. I'm not really sure. That's the honest truth. I, I don't know. I don't know much about him. So but from what I've been hearing about the Red Sox is they don't know where's the spot at. 
whether it's in the rotation or it's in the bullpen. So that's what I meant by confused. I don't know where where, where they're going to put him. Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm kind of confused too. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the Red Sox depth chart and we know uh, the Red Sox have kind of come out and said that uh, Corey Kluber is going to start opening day, you know, and then it's Chris Sale. So, and it's like, who else are they going to go with? Like they, they got a, a ton of guys who can be starting pitchers, but it looks like Cutter Crawford's going to be like in the, uh, if you're listening, if you scroll back a little bit, you listen to the Monday morning episode, Luke kind of talks about uh, Cutter Crawford being like the fifth starter, at least to start the season. I don't know how the season will progress with getting some guys back, but Tanner Houck, like against the Yankees in his career, you know, this is Tanner Howe solely against the Yankees. He's got 27 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's allowed seven runs. You know, like, he's he's got a pretty good, like, he's had pretty good outings against the Yankees. And, you know, in um, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine games against the Yankees. He's had freaking three games where he's actually allowed runs. You know, the other six games, he didn't allow a run. Like, so it, when he, when it rains, it pours, so to speak, you know, and like kind of Joey said, he can't go through the order three times. And in two of the games where he let, let up runs four uh four innings pitched and then three and a third. So it kind of testament to jo- what Joey was saying. So I think Tanner Houck is good. Just, you know, he's just getting displaced by some bum Cutter Crawford, who was way worse than him last year. So I don't understand it. Well, look at him too. Look at his face. He's got the he's got the face of a serial killer. And and now, from what you're telling me, he's a Yankee killer. Who who knows next? Maybe maybe he has a lot of girlfriends. Maybe he's also a lady killer. So <laughs> so maybe Joey's changing his word. He's just changing his word for Tanner Howe. killer. Killer, yeah, killer is my new word for Tanner Howe. Hey, great. So here we go. We're in the last two names, uh, and I and I want to cover some stars now. Uh, first name, and I feel like this guy, you know, sometimes gets a little bit of flack from Yankees fans and also Red Sox fans. So I can't wait to hear the gut instincts on these guys. Uh, first guy, or the first of the two stars, Yankee player, Garrett Cole. So I'll give you 10 to 15 seconds to think on it real quick. Hey, if you're listening, make sure you check out us, uh, check out Bleacher Brawls on TikTok. We got some great TikTok videos going up. You can make fun of Luke. Uh, he's on the TikTok videos. So that's always kind of fun because uh, this is, as Luke calls it, the Luke sucks show. Uh, anyway, moving on. Garrett Cole, Cassim, let's hear it. One word. Let Joey go. Oh, man. He's, he's, he's deep in thought, folks. Joey, one word on Garrett Cole, and then I'll go, and then I'll give Cassim some time. Home run. <laughs> I think home run is technically two words. Anyway, I'm just messing with you. Um, my word for Cole is workhorse. You know, so Cassim, here you are. You got one word to describe the New York Yankees ace, Garrett Cole. Cry, baby. Cry, baby. Oh, jeez, Cassim, just go with it right now. Yeah, cry, baby. Man. I just, he's always whining, bro, Barnes. You know that. I mean, I love Garrett Cole, but he whines too much. Just cries and cries. Just go out, do your job, stop moaning and pouncing, and just lay down on the home runs. Do your game. Quit with uh, with the shenanigans that he always wants to do. 
especially last year opening day uh they took very long with the ceremony of the national anthem and start getting up start pouncing and everything you know just cool your jets just be the workhorse because we're gonna need you this year from what i know you're not the workhorse that everybody thought when you came so let's see what happens you know what i'm gonna step in before joey goes because he just said he just like almost contradicted my word, which was workhorse. He said he's not the workhorse that we all think thought he may have been. But yeah. I'm gonna come out here and tell you that over like the last five years, I'll, you know what, even six years, I'll I'll say 2017 to 2022, I think he's got one of, if not the most, games started of starting pitchers in active players. You know, he's he's gone out, you know. 2022, 33 starts. I think that tied for the most. 21, he had 30, which, uh, you know, I think he had a little injury there that kept him out of a couple games. You know, 2020, 12 starts, 19, 33 starts, 18, 32 starts, 17, 33 starts. Like, he's going out there and he's pitching, like, almost every day. And, yeah, he definitely had a little injury bug because to 2021, he had 181 and a third innings pitched, but the other year and 2020 was the shortened year, but 17, 18, 19, and 22 all over 200 innings. Like he, he goes out there and he pitches and he, he, he does his job. Like, yeah, he gives up the home run ball and I'll let Joey like step in on that. But, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, and I said last time we were here is I, I think Rodon will help him out, take a little bit of the pressure off of him. Hopefully, you know, once Rodon gets healthy and gets into the rotation, you know, hey, Garrett Cole, you don't need to stress out about being the man all the time because we got another guy who can help you out. So, Joey, Garrett Cole, home run, you're up. He gives up too many home runs. He stinks. Not a big game pitcher. Can't pitch in the playoffs for you guys. Get shelled in the wild card by the Red Sox. Not your guy, not the guy you thought he was, not the man you think you married. Honey, I married a loser. All right, take it easy. Take it easy over there. He, he, Garrett Cole shut some people up in uh, the 2022 postseason. So, mm-hmm. you know, he put, he put the 21 in the past, you know, he put 19 in the past. He put all that crap in the past. So now he's, I, he's back in action. He's locked and loaded. He's ready to go. So here we go. Last name in the uh, gut instincts. And uh, this will kind of get us close to wrapping up, and but uh, definitely this segment is um, Raphael Devers. I want to hear a one-word response from everyone on Raphael Devers, and uh, we talked, we did talk about him earlier this episode, so I'm very interested to see what these two fellows are going to get to say about him. Um, but you know, I don't have a shameless plug for this point, so um, you know, I'll plug myself. Follow me at Barnes BBS on Twitter. Uh, I usually will have some great things to say. I'm waiting to for the baseball season to start, and then I'll really start popping off. But anyway, Rafael Devers. Joey, let's hear your first word, your first and only word. Mine. Oh, mine. Interesting. I can't wait to hear that. Cassim, let's hear it. Stud. Stud. And, and my word is August. So I'll let Joey go first on Raphael Devers' mine. He's our guy. He's my guy. He's going to be the Red Sox go-to person now. There's no one else anymore. It's all up to him. 
and he needs to start the season with a bang. If he doesn't, it's going to be some serious, serious losing we're going to be doing. Um, so he's mine. Whether I like it or not, he's the only one left. The only one willing to stay with me and the Boston Red Sox, Raphael Devers. Oh, boy. So, yeah, you know, it, it sounds like uh, Joey doesn't entirely believe in uh, – Yoshida-san completely uh, revamping and hauling uh, the Red Sox to victory right now, especially if Devers struggles. Uh, Kasim, stud, let's hear it. It's pretty straightforward. You guys, MVP caliber. He's an MVP caliber player, man. He, uh, he is great defensively, great with his bat. He's clutch. I got nothing bad to say about him. He got what he got with his money. And, uh, yeah, man, the guy is he's worth everything. The Red Sox is smart by keeping them. And then uh, here I go. My word for Devers was August. Um, I think that the Red Sox fans really need to look at the and hey, if he struggles, kind of like what Joey says, can the Red Sox win? August is the month that Devers always struggles. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just use four seasons right here. Uh 2022, the most recent season in July he had a 300 batting average. In August, 163. 2021, 310 batting average. August, 231. You know, massive drop off there. Two, 2019, 358. Obviously, this is the shortened season, so th- these numbers are definitely gonna be skewed. Um, but 2019, July 358, August is 278, which 278 is fine. 278 is fine, but mm-hmm. after 358, ugh. You know, granted, that's the time to drop off you want in a weird season that doesn't really count. Uh, but then 2018, July, 2014, August, 182. Like, hey, when depending on where the Red Sox are are at, like if they're going, to, if those Red Sox optimists get their dream and they're like, oh yeah, you know what, the Red Sox can really do it in 23. You're going to have to do it without Devers in August, and you're going to have to make up a lot of games at that point. You know, especially if he, as Joey's saying, starts off April in a slump, and you know he's going to slump in August. So, where do the Red Sox generate a lot of runs? Is it going to be that old man, Justin Turner? Is it going to be Masataka Yoshida? So, we'll just have to kind of see, you know. And that's where that's where I'm at. So jo- Joey, you kind of like made a gesture when I was reading off these August, July, uh, July and August numbers. Granted, these are just batting averages. I think it's a good you know compass point to kind of direct you. But you kind of had a reaction when I was reading off those numbers. What's up? Yeah, I never realized how actually badly he drops off every August. I didn't realize that had been a four year uh, a four year. Uh, problem i didn't i didn't realize that and then that's quite disturbing because if he has the april i think he's gonna have and the august i think he's gonna have now is it's not gonna be good news for the bow socks yeah and it's not to say that other stars don't have the drop off as well you know aaron judge does have a drop off but it's not as steep you know like i said 2022 300 to 163 that's a massive drop off. You know, I forget what judges was. And um, obviously I'm sure someone listening to this will uh, call me out. Like I'm going to call out some of our bleacher brawls crew in a little bit. Cause I know they're going to be like, well, Aaron judge, yo stinks in whatever month. And I'm going to go, okay, that's fine. This is just the game. It's just the prompt. Um, but days of August. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's, 
And I think when we saw it in 2022, the Yankees started to struggle in August. That's when the Yankees started struggling. But they got out to that such a great lead in the beginning, so it didn't matter. And they still got to the playoffs. And then eventually they lose in the playoffs, and everyone like Red Sox Nation goes, "Oh, the Red, the Yankees still lost in the playoffs." I'm like, "Oh, well, how was fifth place? Okay, so just just get off your high horse. How was fifth place? All right, you still stink. You couldn't keep Mookie Betts. You know." Dave Dombrowski is apparently the worst man uh, GM, according to Lucas. Um, but yeah, so Joey, what's up? Yeah, I was just gonna say, don't don't put me in that camp. <laughs> yeah, I'm Joey, not, you're I'm very. Not I'm not a lemming. You're very thankful. Yeah, you're not a lemming. <laughs> but um, let's let's just hit some closing thoughts on the night. Um, you know, uh, actually, you know what? Closing closing thoughts. Um, through, through this episode is now the top of the sixth in the world baseball classic team. Japan is up three to one. So the, the um, team Japan has, you know, increased their lead by one over the course of this episode. You know, we're hoping that I'm hoping that team USA wins because well, why not? If we're going to play, we might as well try to win. Um, and Superman himself, uh, Trey Turner is up at the up at the plate. But anyway, <laughs> some closing thoughts on the episode. Let us know how you're feeling, Cassim. Let's start with you. Close close us out. Yeah, it was a good episode. I liked it. It was just good seeing you guys. Uh, you know, hopefully, I wish you guys health and everything. Ramadan for me starts Thursday, so sun up, sun down. But I'll be all right. Uh, and uh, Sunday, uh, Monday, next Monday is the big big thing for me that I was telling you about. So just keep me in your prayers and hopefully everything will go well. And baseball opening day is right around the corner, man. I can't wait. I can't, I got the day off, so I'm not, I'm not oh, going to be right on my bed watching TV. What a guy. What a guy. And hey, also, uh, Kasim also had that, uh, hey, you know, he's got something in his personal life coming out. Some news is happening for him on Monday. But also um, on Monday morning, what you'll hear is our pendulum episode our big pendulum episode. We're going to have a bunch of us on the episode. It'd be like, what, eight of us. It's going to be a ridiculous amount of people. It'll be great. Um, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Joey closing thoughts on the show tonight. Well, you know, I was thinking, I've been thinking about this, you know, baseball isn't a beauty contest like Taylor thinks it is, but podcasting is, and that's why we're the a show, man. Oh boy. <laughs> you know, I, if I had to rank our show to those guys, I'd give us the edge. I mean, we've got Joey. Say, and he, he counts as like four. Um, so he Joey's batting cleanup for bleacher brawls in the looks department, I think. So I think you're our perennial slugger. I know typically uh everyone's like, ah, oh, put your best player second, like a like Trout and Judge, Devers. Now we're putting our best guy back clean up. He's hitting all the runs. Joey, we got old man. We can't, you know, you got to take our spot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, listen, I, I'm down. I'm in the. I'm like Glaber Torres. I'm in the sixth hole now. I got a couple grays. You know, I still got a little bit, but and, and yeah. I, I became I became Wash Donaldson. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wash Donaldson. Uh, that's his new name, Wash Donaldson. Uh, that's what they call him. Yeah random thing he actually had a pretty good day uh game in spring training today uh on march 21st so hopefully he yeah. random thing random tidbit before i close out the show is i think that the worst thing for the yankees is if josh donaldson is 
before the trade deadline is hitting like 280 with like 18 home runs because that means they'll keep him and then it means he's going to finish the season batting yeah. 240 with 20 home runs. He's only going to hit two more because <laughs> he's because he's washed. He's going to just stick if that happens. Yeah, we're stuck with just, him, bro. We're stuck with him. That's just watch. Just I hope that this sound clip ages well. Um but here's my closing thought is, hey, on the Monday morning episode, Luke kind of called us out. He's like, yeah, you know, the the midweek show is also known as – he's like, yeah, they call themselves the A-team, but it's really called the Luke Sucks Show. But, hey, Luke, I want to give you some credit because the reason that this is the Luke Sucks Show is because you actually make some, like, pretty opinionated st- – statements about like the red Sox or the yankees or you have some you have some takes and you plant your flag on some things you know we need to see more of that from the bleacher brawls crew members and i'm gonna take anyone on in in a brawl on anything i know patrick has got some thoughts on a lot of different things i'm like yo see me ombre (laughs) see me derek see me i know i derek i know you literally hide you're you're a lurker in the caves and you pull out just these numbers. <laughs> Playing your flag on something, son. Let's brawl. John, let's let's brawl Yankees. I'll brawl Yankees with you, John. And you're my guy. You're my guy. <laughs> Taylor, I'll take you on on a brawl. I know you're new. Let's go. Alvaro, I know you're listening. Let's brawl, son. Senor. Senor. <laughs> let's brawl, senor. Barnes, anyway. are, you Kong? are you King Kong, Barnes? Oh, I'm I'm King Kong. I'm Donkey Kong. I'm the man. It's Joe Astanio. <laughs> hey, listen, me, Joe, dude, get Joe Astanio back on the. You gotta uh, get him back, man. I want him dying hey, for that hey, interview. Hey, he'll he'll be back. He'll be back. Don't worry about it. It's like um, a, a rap a rap diss track coming from you against uh, against those who are unwilling to brawl you. Listen, this is listen. I'm like the Wu Tang Clan. I'm all members of the Wu Tang Clan. Ooh. All right, I'm all the Wu Tang Clan members. Everyone else here, little like little Uzis and stuff like that. So, get with the program. Anyway, so I'm a little bit on one. I'll take anyone. Hey, you know what? And hey, if you're listening, shoot me a message on Twitter. I'll brawl you on Twitter. Let's. I'll get you on the get as a guest, and we'll brawl about something. It'll be great. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening. We had a bunch of laughs. We had some great times wash donaldson and all you know joey's got his complaints it, it's just the best we're, we're having fun uh this is our pen ultimate episode as the a-team um next week will be our last a-team episode uh before the like regular season kicks off that's when we're gonna split up into red sox yankee shows uh but guess what we're gonna try and do something every now and then we're gonna try and do like a monthly a-team update so Stay tuned for that and make sure you're listening to us on your podcast listening app of choice. Give us a five-star review, all those good things. And other than that, peace out. All right, folks, that's the latest episode of Bleacher Brawls. Thanks for tuning in, for rating us five stars and leaving us a nice review. And don't forget to check us out on BleacherBrawls.com, on YouTube, and on Twitter. Just do the sniff test. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. It's just my underwear, you know.